retirement, retirement. I'm repeating this word because a lot of people don't think about retirement. And I'm repeating this topic because I cannot state the urgency of this word and what it means and how it can affect an economy, how it can affect a person's life, how it can affect this person's happiness and health, and the list goes on. In many instances, we don't get taught about the preparation of retirement. Now, my case was slightly different. I won't necessarily share my past, but I will share that I had more exposure behind the idea of investing. It was basic. It was simple. It wasn't the greatest, but it did give me a good introduction as to why it gets done. And I've noticed that for a lot of people, such opportunities do not arise. And this is one of the reasons why I do this podcast. I do it so that I'm also able to share what I believe to be general knowledge from my view, what I grew up as being general knowledge, but may not necessarily be general knowledge to other people. And so by sharing this information on the podcast, it can eventually become general knowledge to someone listening to this podcast and it can teach someone to have a particular frame of thought. So this is why such information gets shared on the podcast. Now let's get back to the topic of of retirement. It's important to look at retirement. The minute you start working, and this is again something that is never stressed enough because very few people even, even if ever think about it. The importance behind retirement, planning, at least thinking about it and having some kind of plan. This doesn't necessarily mean getting a financial advisor or a retirement plan, etc. But simply thinking about the future and thinking about what's going to happen after you retire. It's not something we necessarily want to think about. However, it is important for one to think about it from the beginning. And it's important because we need to realize, we need to understand that As we get closer to retirement, the gap, the amount of effort, and the the pain grows. It also becomes important because the stress increases, the positivity drops, the negativity increases. And so the earlier you you can begin, the more mistakes you can make, the more you can fix, the, 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 the better you can get, the better off you can be. Before we move into that topic, it also creates other aspects. It allows us to kill things such as black tax, for instance. It allows us to open up opportunities. It allows us to create wealth. It allows us to create opportunities for those that follow us. And of course, a number of others. So it is important to think about it. It's important to teach those who follow about it so let's get back to the topic of retirement so when someone retires at the age of 21 let's just assume and we're going to put aside some complexities such as compound interest and a number of other calculations and we're simply going to look at it 
from the perspective that there is no such thing as interest. All right. Let's assume again we're going to remove deflation, and for inflation we're going to remove um, purchasing power loss and a whole lot of these complexities. And we're going to stick with the simplest of simplest numbers so a person can understand why it's important to invest. So the first thing we need to understand is, on average, let's just assume that you are the luckiest person in the world, or somewhat lucky, okay? Everything goes well. You finish your matric, you start working at age 25, and you decide to finish at age 65 because you love your job. That means you worked for 40 years. Let's assume, for instance, that, again, you are making one rand a month. Just for simple figures. If you're making one rand a month, it means you're making 12 rands a year. If you're making 12 rands a year, how much is that? That's 480 rands you would have made over your lifetime. Okay? Let's go back. At age 65, you retire. Now, let's assume once again that this you're still living off one rand. You still have another 40 years to live off that amount of money. Right? What this means is, You worked from 25 to 65 and you gained 40 years years worth of income. Then from 65 to 105, you used all of it up. Again, there's a number of things we're leaving aside just to make this very simple. Firstly, very few people can live to the age of 105. Most people don't. Assuming that you don't, well, you left something for your kids. Assuming that you do, well, you're at 105. And as the years go on, you're probably going to need less and less in terms of your own expenses and maybe in terms of medical, you might need more. But 105 is a a very uh, grown-up, mature age, which most people will not reach. So should you reach it, you're blessed at 105. Now, here's where the difficulty comes in. Let's, Let's pretend you've got another person who decided, you know what, I'm not going to... Um, start at age 25 for my retirement I'm going to start at age 45 if they start at age 45 what that means is they're going to have half the amount of money which means at age 85 they're going to run out of money right and again someone who started at age 55 and decided to leave at 65 is only going to run out of money at age 75 so now what this means is the earlier you begin the better off it gets. Now, again, I know we've left out um, compounding interest and we've left out a number of things just to try and make life easy for ourselves. So the purpose of, of the idea behind retirement is actually not one fold because it's to plan for your future, but it's also to try and start as soon as possible so that you've got more time to build up that cash so that it can last you a longer period of time once you retire. It also gives, again, a number of advantages. For instance, if you decide to retire at age 55, well, now you've worked for 30 years. A person who decides to retire at 55 or started at 45, well, only has 10 years. So, once again, the purpose is for you to start earlier. Now, unfortunately, this information is almost never shared but it is important so what are some of the ways in which we can retire what are or some of the methods that we can use there's a number of them 
Let us assume that you know nothing about the stock market. Let us assume that you are the average Joe on the street who knows nothing about the stock market, who knows nothing about investing, who's not interested in it, who's just working their job and they're hoping that they can get to a point where they can retire. So they want to live their life. They don't want to stress about investing. They want to get paid and live their life, which again, there's nothing wrong with that. So one thing that you could do is you could put money, your money in a tax-free savings account. You could put it in a retirement annuity. Again, it, it depends. Now, if you put it in a tax-free savings account or retirement annuity, it's going to compound, it's going to grow over the next 40 years. And when you finally leave, you will, should, should rather have a larger lump sum than had you not done it. So that is the purpose of a retirement annuity. Now, let's quickly go back. There's a, a short little story I, I'd like to share. An individual that I worked with, a staff an ex-co-staff member that I worked with, uh, that I used to, that I used to take at some point, uh, started their retirement annuity rather late. Now, just to just to give you some perspective, when they started their retirement annuity, I believe I was three years in, maybe four years in, working. If yes, let's say I was four years in working. And I was two to three years within that retirement annuity. They also decided to take the same, the same retirement annuity as I did. But this person had started working well over a decade before me. Now, there's a number of things to take into account. We work for the department. So in terms of our pension, we're pretty much sorted. It's not, not a secret. But the number of years you work does affect you. So firstly, this person started off a little later than some. So instantly they are on their back foot in terms of lump sums, etc., benefits, etc. Then they didn't have the full qualification to begin with. So they didn't have the full salary at that time. Perhaps now they do, but already that's also behind. Then so that was for the lump sum and pension. Then, three years after I began, they started the retirement annuity. So they are already a decade plus behind. In terms of deductions, they were deducting more from mine. So they were deducting more from mine by the time she came in. And she was at least over a decade ahead of my, me. Now, what this means is there's going to be, again, I've got a decade extra plus on her. What this means is there is going to be a significant amount of difference in the money that her, that she and I would get. Now, getting back, had she started at the beginning, would have been a, bit, a much better off situation. So, let's get back. It becomes important for us to realize the early begin, the better. You want to become ready you want to start off you want to be ready earlier you want to automate it earlier so that it pays off much much more so we need to realize that the second reason it's important is because it builds a base remember that when you are investing you're investing with a risk preference so in my case particularly I can be a very risky investor. In fact, 
because I have my, my, my pension, which is essentially already set, and I have a retirement annuity on the side, um, I decided to open up another retirement annuity. And I'm not recommending that you open up two retirement annuities. I almost closed it. But I opened the one at had a high risk. Again, there's certain parameters within the high risk. So it's not as if you're gambling. But I'm highlighting this because... Of because of the fact that I have a pension and I've got a retirement annuity, I can afford to take a high-risk uh, type of uh, retirement annuity as opposed to someone who's got no pension, no retirement annuity, who has to build their retirement on the base of their own investments. So if you have the opportunity, you go in and you look into investing towards your retirement through an institution, then you go back and you decide to be risky in the way in which you want to trade, invest. And you're doing that so that if your account gets wiped out, your retirement annuity is safe and you're okay. In other words, what this means is you are building a base for yourself. You start off base number one. Maybe what the money I have would should get me half of my salary. Retirement annuity adds on, it should get me 60% of my salary overall. Now I can get into risky shares. However, if I have no plan and it's just the shares, I have to be very careful with my shares because if I blow the account, I've got nothing. So you want to be able to build a base so that you can take more risk, so that you can get more reward, so that you can get more wealth. So go out there and make sure that your retirement is sorted out. See you later, friends. So, let's think about retirement. It's a very important topic to think about. Why? Well, because most of us will get to retirement. So, let's first speak about the issues that are faced when you're getting into retirement before we speak about how you can fix them. So, Let's speak about the first person, the youngest person who's working, is just coming to the field around the ages of, let's say, 21, 25, maybe even 30s. And you speak to such people and you'll find a pattern of answers, views about retirement. These would range from, I'm too young to think about retirement. So many years before I need to retire. I'm not old. And the list goes on. But basically, it revolves around the idea of I'll cross that bridge when I get there. When it's time to retire. And so, by thinking about retirement while you're still young, it's being perceived as something old people do. In their view, The idea of retirement is for when you're about to retire. And that is the first problem about retiring poor. The next issue comes in from the perspective of someone who's in the field, in the middle, who's, let's say, the 30s, earlier 30s, maybe even 40s, and they're still not thinking about retirement. Because at that point, either 
they're saying i'm too busy doing my own thing and i'll figure it out when i get there i'll be okay or i'm not old i don't need to think about it or government will take care of me or i'll have some kind of plan i've got a family in short it's i don't need to and when you get to your 50s your 55s your close to even 60 and you ask about retirement it's it's too late i should have thought about it i wish i had and so the first thing we notice is those who are older don't go to those who are younger and say listen it's important i wish i had done it now i'm screwed and those who are young never hear the well it's you're young sort it out now it's not for old people it's for smart people and so there's that issue the next issue is a lot of young people don't understand the idea of compound interest or let's just say compounding rather there is a statement that is said to be said by albert einstein which says compound interest i also believe warren buffett said it so it's a matter of whether warren buffett said it or albert einstein people mix things up these days but the statement says compound interest those who understand it will earn from it and those who don't will pay in short if you understand compound interest and you take advantage of it it can be very very helpful however if you don't understand it you will pay dearly for it and so when you're young the concept lots of people don't understand especially those who are in the private sector because at government level government essentially does all of this for you in advance so you never really have to worry about it as much as other people outside of government unless of course you also have a pension fund so this is particularly for people who are not quote-unquote permanent so let's get back to an important issue Young people don't understand the concept of compound interest. In other words, they don't understand how interest on interest over, let's say, 30 years can have a large effect on the amount of money or the type of retirement you would retire with at the end. In the next podcast, I will probably share a story, if not this one, an example of such cases so let's get back why is it important to retire well off how does one retire well off why is it that you find a lot of people who when it's time to retire they're in an unfortunate situation unfortunate situation meaning either they're forced to retire and then go out and find another job or they retire but their lifestyle is nowhere near the lifestyle they were living before and it's very very painful to downgrade your lifestyle significantly and so let's take a look at that but before we take a look at such situations no let's go on we'll 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 reverse back later so the fundamental problem that people have as you said is they don't retire with enough 
they don't have a retirement plan. When you speak of retirement, other people assume that you have to go out and you need to get a financial advisor. And then they think about costs. And then they wonder where that makes sense to go out and find a financial advisor. You have to pay. And the list goes on. And the list goes on. And the list goes on. Because a lot of people also don't understand opportunity costs, future costs, and all of those things. It's, it's, it's very foreign to, to most people. In other words, there are people who are willing to try and save a thousand once off not realizing that they're losing potentially a hundred thousand in the future much like a person who says for instance uh, i've won in a competition but i don't want to use my last 20 rand and go to town so i can claim my 2000 rand prize because i want to keep those 20 rand safe now in that analogy anyone would look at that person as an idiot and think well you realize that if you spend this 20 rand, you'll come back with 2,000. You'll get the other 20 rand back or 10 rand, whatever the price is, and you'll still have 1,990 rands left. And because that person doesn't have that mindset in their mind, they're saving 20 rand and not thinking about it as losing 2,000. The unfortunate part is a lot of people think in that manner. Some don't even realize it. Some don't even realize it's in that way up until you have to make that analogy most people and this is why a lot of people don't like courses a lot of people don't like education because they're looking at finance now and not thinking about how much it's going to cost them in terms of what is called opportunity cost in other words there is an opportunity of making 2000 but it's going to cost you 20 rand and you say i want to save this 20 rand and in so saving this 20 rand, you're losing that 2,000. And so the same thing happens when you're looking at it from the perspective of retirement. Someone says, I want to save. Okay, sure, that's good. I don't want to give someone money so that they can advise me and tell me how much I need to save per month and restructure my budget, etc., etc. Because that person is going to cost me money, Okay. And then you end up not doing it, okay? And then you end up retiring, and now you're stuck. And you think back and you say, I wish I had. Opportunity cost. So, let me quickly share a story. Uh, two stories, rather. Factual stories before I move back to how we can fix this situation. How we can fix this problem, or how, rather how you can fix this problem. Story number one. I have a, a, an individual, uh, an acquaintance, a friend, a, a neighbor, a, a person whom I know. This person lives nearby. Right? It's actually multiple people, but we'll, we'll bundle it as, as one particular person. So this particular person works. They work a, a nice job. It's, it's a nice job. It's a fun job. Uh, they, they get to do multiple things, they get to experience multiple places, or rather travel to multiple places, and it's a relatively stable job, and he's doing well for himself. They're not earning a high salary, but the salary that they're earning is decent, it's good enough, and it's, it's, it's fine. However, this person is not 100% clear on their uh, status at, at status of employment 
this is based on of course uh not having the full paperwork done and so on which is okay that's understandable this is not why we're here today this is the issue this person does not have their financial plan they're working they've been they've been working for let's say five years or so and there's no plan there's no finance put aside sure they've got savings but they when they have the savings their their savings is for a project or their savings is for something now before i paint this person as a fool because they are not before i paint this person as a fool mistakenly this person does have a project towards they do have a project in which they're trying to build an income stream so the idea is naturally the income stream can last forever and therefore they 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 should okay they should be okay for retirement as well so before before we create we we must must uh, perceive this person so they are being smart with money but not retirement smart or not fully however should their plan work then of course they they should be being more than okay um and that's probably why they they haven't done what what i'm about to speak about so this person essentially gets paid and when they get paid they they have their budget and and then this person takes money and they're like well i'm going to build cottages i'm going to build this i'm going to do this etc great perfect no money has been put aside now naturally if cottages are being built let's assume that this person's making five thousand a month and they they work towards building um eventually five cottages well even if they get fired they'll still be making five thousand a month that's 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 a basic idea and so they should be okay and this is why i said this person's not a fool they've, they've got everything set now here's the, the difficulty firstly it requires an immense amount of discipline because if you're making an example 5000 a month and you end up having having two cottages and you're still working and you have another 5000 a month coming in you can very easily find yourself living off 10000 a month that's important now let's just assume that this person doesn't do that so we're going to assume this person pulls these um various income streams you're going to assume that this person does not use the income from those income streams and rather simply saves it and puts it aside so this person's making all the right choices from that perspective the next issue is this that this person is saving money this person is saving money we're going to take that assumption that this person is saving 100% of their money which is great it's not being invested so now firstly for retirement so this person's getting an income which is great the income is not being used it's being put in the bank which is great so the income is there and the idea is when i retire i can then take this lump sum and i'll still have an income stream if that is the case sure that's that's a great plan It, it works out perfectly but you have to have made sure that your income stream is still there and your lump sum is still there sure very few people can put that off very few people if you can amazing if you can't you're in trouble so something that can also be done is 
the idea of your retirement annuity, right? Or a tax-free savings plan. Retirement annuity or a tax-free savings plan, okay? So in your retirement annuity or tax-free savings plan, you get to take that money and you get to put it aside. In other words, what I'm saying is, instead of taking this money and putting it into the bank, and when we don't want to interrupt this person's plan, instead of taking the money and putting it into the bank, you would rather take this money and put it into a tax-free savings account. And then the tax-free savings account, because you're essentially young and you still got, let's say, another 30 years, You'd want to take this money, put it in a tax-free savings account, and invest it into something. If you really like real estate, you can invest it into, let's say, a DV Plus ETF, for instance. The plan would be you you want to take this money and you want to get it to grow quicker than it would in the bank. That's your ultimate plan. And so let's get back. Let's assume that the bank is offering 5% per year in interest. And the DV Plus, uh, for example, has an internal rate of return of, uh, let's just, for for easy numbers, say 10%, right? It's 5% more, it's doubled. In 30 years, that has a tremendous difference between the two. A tremendous difference between the two. So it's important to realize these things. Now, again, let's go back. This person has been making some good decisions. So if their project works, worst case scenario, the only real pain that they will feel, but that they will have, but they won't necessarily feel is the depreciation of cash. Now, let's get back. Story number two. Story number one, the person has a good probability of doing well. They're young, they're smart, it's just they could be a little more efficient. They don't know about the idea of investing. It's a foreign concept to them. And it makes one realize how many people don't actually understand or know what investing is. Let's go to story number two. In story number two, we have an older individual. Older individual who's been working a relatively good job for a long time. I know this person somewhat uh so this person has been working a particular job for a for a while and when they were working now naturally we're not close enough i do not know their finances i do not know their plan and so on but there is a picture in mind while this person was working they worked we don't know how much they saved we doubt they invested and the list goes on this person then recently either resigned or retired. One is not sure which of those happened. Whether there was a resignation, a firing, or a retiring, or a retrenchment. One is not sure which of those it was. Right. So, upon this happening, this person had to, let's call it, retire. Let's, let's say they retired. Well, upon retiring, this person lived the normal lifestyle but it wasn't as normal as before in other words they were still living the lifestyle but it, it it wasn't they naturally did not live an extravagant lifestyle but they lived a lifestyle where it was very very basic and now it's kind of downgraded why do you say it's downgraded we're going to speak about retirement life perhaps in, a, in, a, in another podcast but to make the image simple they don't seem to have been 
in the same situation in health-wise, physical movements, and just general appearance as they were before. And yes, you will downgrade when you retire, but again, the downgrade will differ. There's downgrade as in I'm saving cash, so I'm okay. And then there's downgrade of I can't afford how I was living previously. Two different downgrades. And then this person, and this is where you find that certain plans are not made. This person then had to get a job. Again, unsure whether they ran around looking for a job, begged for a job, but they found a job. They found a job that was making a fraction of the price that they were earning in their previous job. What fraction? I do not know. I do not know how much this person was earning. I do not know how much this person's earning now. But by looking at the two jobs, having a, a rough idea as to how much they were previously earning, just based on what the job was, rough and uh, some kind of estimation, and a good estimation of the current job at the current position in the current area that they're working at, it's a fraction. What fraction? One does not know. But it is a fraction. It wasn't a salary increase. It was a salary decrease. Why would you, again, go back and to a salary decreasing job? In other words, why would one, as an example, decide to go from becoming a, let's say, teacher to being a cashier? Now, don't get me wrong. There is absolutely nothing wrong with being a cashier. Cashiers have a good living. Hopefully, they're making a, a, a decent amount of money. They will complain, but they're making money. And assuming that they're permanent and so on, it's a good enough job. A lot of people would love to be cashiers. There's nothing wrong with being a cashier. The point is this. You're moving from a job where, for instance, you're making 5000 a month to a job where you're earning 2500 a month. You would take that because you are currently not in a plan where you can make 2500 aside. What the hell am I on about? This is what I'm speaking about. If you are a teacher, again, these are examples. If you are a teacher and you've planned your retirement and everything up until you actually retire, you should, for instance, get to a point where you're making 3000 a month when you retire. If you are making 3000 a month or 2500 a month when you retire, there is no reason for you to go back and go to a physically enduring job at retirement to earn half the salary or less than you're earning before. Unless you're in a position whereby you're forced to try and do it because you cannot afford to not do it. And you cannot afford to not do it because you're not in a position to afford. You're not in a position to say, I don't need a job that earns less than X amounts of money at retirement that puts me through this position or this situation. Again, why would that happen? That would happen because either you do not have an income stream or a retirement plan. If you have a retirement plan and you, as a teacher, again, and you're making 5000 and at retirement you're making 2500 you don't need to go to a physically demanding job and make another 2500 In other words, cashiers work very, very hard. And this is why I said there's nothing wrong with being a cashier. And this is why I said physically enduring. Cashiers work hard. We might not notice it, but it is damn tiring to be a cashier. I've never been a cashier. 
but I know people who are cashiers. And I've taken the time to analyze and speak to cashiers and look at their their rules. And it is a very difficult job, very demanding job, physically and mentally demanding job. And hopefully at some point they can get recognized and they can get the, the recognition that they deserve. Getting back, if you're making 5000 a month, you would not become a cashier in two and a half thousand a month if you had a retirement plan that got you to a point where you're making two and a half or three thousand a month. Unless you don't have a plan and you're making zero, then you're forced to find a job where you'll be earning two and a half to three thousand a month. This is again the suspicion that I have, it is not a fact. On story number two, it is purely based on perception that exists. Now, in closing. It's important for a person to look into retirement and the earlier you start the better because it has compounding interest. Whether you decide to start a business, whether you you decide to build cottages which is really now the end thing, whether you decide to to get a number of cars in Uber, whatever the case is, or whether you simply decide to put your money in retirement annuities and just let the retirement annuities um, build that up for you, build that up for you. purely up to you we can further speak about it later on in different vehicles and things that can be done in order to to try and ensure that your retirement is is up to scratch but the important part is this whatever route you take whatever plan you have and i wish that this has been this had been told to me when i first started and i'll i'll explain that in the next in the next podcast my issues but also lacks about retirement But had I been told, I'd be further ahead. And it's important for you to start from the first year. The minute you can afford to, you start planning for your retirement. Now, here's the lovely thing about planning for your retirement and closing. It is not something that you have to do every single month, such as budgeting or bills, etc. You set it up once. It takes a day. You sit down. You go through it, you, you you make your plan, you get it done. Within a day, it's sorted. Then it's automated. And for that reason, it's important for you to realize that. And we will have figures in the next in the next podcast. We will have actual figures, hopefully. Um, I'm making a lot of promises. Let me say future podcast. We will have figures of differences of people who are making the same amount of money but are starting to put it away at different times and so you can see what effect that is in future. That way, you should be able to see how important it is to start start retirement planning from the start. The last part in closing is this. When you start to plan your retirement and then you start to invest, you are building up your base. That's very important. You are building up your base. What does this mean? It means... You're basically saying, I'm putting my money in retirement. If my investment strategy is off and I mess up and I lose money because I don't know what I'm doing, my retirement annuity takes care of me. If I do know, know, if I do know what I'm doing and I turn out to be this genius, uh, I'm going to have my retirement annuity and my investments. So when I'm speaking about retirement, don't count your investment portfolio as part of it. Because you're assuming that it's, it's going to be 
okay when that happens. Remember, you're gonna crash and the last thing you want is to retire during the crash. The last thing you want is to be the person who's retiring in 2022. You don't wanna be that person. So that's why you're going to have your retirement annuity or your cottages or whatever it is on top of your investment portfolio. Hopefully that this was useful. In the next podcast, there's a number of things that we need to be discussing, moving on from what the figures are, assuming that you retire at different stages, to um, what you can do in order to retire, what the best possible plans are, and basically how do you fix up your retirement so that you are set. You want to do it as early as possible so that within five years of starting work, you know that you are retirement set and you're simply moving on with the rest of your life so that when it's time for you to retire, you're more than okay. Well, it's been a while. Until next time, see you later, friends.